0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am here today with Farah Campbell. Farah is a Senior Product Marketing Manager for Modern Applications at AWS and someone who's been involved with the serverless community for a very long time, Faris, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Hey, David, thanks so much for having me. I am very excited to be here, and uh, definitely a fan of this show. Uh,
0: I super appreciate. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about your journey to AWS. You're, you know, you're part of this super cool elite group. So for people who don't know, in inside Amazon, besides just your general awesomeness, but in inside Amazon, there's like a group of people. Um, who get these badges. And we have these badges at Amazon on our phone tool, like internal system that people can look. And there are people who used to be AWS heroes who then move into actually working for Amazon. And you have one of those badges. And uh, we did have Ross on on the podcast before talking about some of those developer recognition uh, programs and and you're heavily involved in that and and I want to talk about that. So why don't we just start with you know your journey to a hero and how you got involved in the in the serverless space.
1: Yeah, being a hero and I I actually I still can't say it without like this kind of big huge grin and like kind of a laugh <laughs> like just because I still have no idea how in the world that happened. Uh, you know, when you look at the heroes on, you know, the, the site, uh, I remember when I was writing my biography, you know, you just have all these just incredible people that have written books and, you know, writing content every single day and really in-depth content, you know. Uh, and I just kind of felt like, how in the world did I end up here with all of them? So it was a huge honor just to be able to Uh, you know, be able to engage with them and, you know, hear how they interacted and how, you know, they, uh, you know, really were working so hard to understand all the nuances of build on, you know, building on top of AWS uh, and then sharing it and helping others. And like, that was such a like huge, uh, that was such a powerful thing to me, you know, and I wanted to be part of it. uh, And I'm still... Uh, still to this day, don't know how I made it there, but it honestly was being part of that, you know, started it, like through COVID when everything was hard and being able to connect with folks yeah. around the world that, you know, was still reaching out and checking in on one another just really meant so much to me. So like it's it's uh, getting to the AWS community was definitely uh, a huge win for me and um, how I got there. Uh I mean I really think it started when I started working at Stackery and you know this is my first time working in a you know I'd say a customer and commuter facing community com- uh, facing role and, right. you know, my job was really just meet as many people as I could at AWS because we wanted to be the best partner we could be and wanted to figure out how we could align with, you know, go to market activities and understand, you know, what services, service teams are work on and, you know, how we could implement that into our products. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I was I was getting to attend all these events uh, with the, uh, the serverless community, like at serverless Conf. And from my very first event, I had just this like this different feeling of feeling like welcomed and not somebody that was like, looked down upon, I guess, you know, like, I didn't know anything about this. And, you know, I wasn't technical, um, and uh, that really was such a, you know, uh, such a, I guess I could say such an important piece to why I think I started honing in on the serverless and, you know, how to help to enable that for others. I got to see what it was, you know, doing for companies, but also how I was feeling in the, you know, the ecosystem that I was part of. So um, it really, you know, has been quite an honor to be part of it. And, as how I got here, I still, I I don't have a good answer for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you have, I mean, you're being, you have such a great passion for community and enabling ways for people to get together and help one another. And I know when you first started, we talked for a long time about just community and events and, you know, what we've seen. And really that I, I feel the same way. It's paying back that openness of you know, really feeling welcomed, especially on, you know, your starter, your, your beginning journey. I've seen a theme across everyone who's been on this podcast so far have started going to user groups like, like across the board and it doesn't matter how long ago. And so there's this like, you know, there's this Genesis of community that has fired off so many careers and so much passion. And, um, you've been part of it, enabling that and, you know, looking at, our listener and our audience now, you know, it's across the gamut and we do have a spectrum of folks that are just beginning. And you know, if you had asked me a year ago, what is a, what is a modern application? Right, I might not have been able to answer that. I was using Lambda and things like that. But why don't why don't we define some of that? And in your role today, how do you look at your role at AWS? What are modern applications, and how do, how does that combine, you know, with with serverless and the way that developers build on the cloud today?
1: So I'm gonna I want to answer that, but I first want to like talk about what <laughs> you said about how people getting communities as their start because yeah. My path to tech was not conventional at all. And I actually attribute all of my success to, you know, the communities that I was a part of. Uh, I previously worked in healthcare and worked for, you know, an insurance company, you know, managing high dollar health claims and negotiating deals with, you know, the pharmacy benefit management company. And, you know, that just wasn't, you know, I guess wasn't feeding my soul, (laughs) And uh, you know, oh. I when I got into Portland, I saw this like vibrant, you know, tech community. And I had remembered, you know, my stepdad owned this a company called MicroAge and I worked there when I was 18 and it was oh, awesome. Wow. I love working with the developers. And so I tried for a year to get a job at all these different companies, literally had zero people respond to my uh, resume. And so I um, I just randomly reached out to somebody on Twitter and asked them if they'd meet me for coffee. They suggested that I volunteer at a um, this conference that was coming up. It's called Tech Fest Northwest. So I did, wow. uh, and I started meeting people. And in turn, you know, I met somebody through that. You know, just by helping and giving back and. I remember telling uh, this lady named Barb Stark that I, you know, I'd come just hang out at her office just to learn what she did, and then she introduced me to a, you know, a CTO that had founded a new company, and I got hired as an office manager. And from there, you know, it was a part-time role, and you know, from there it was, you know, I'd met people through working at uh, RipFog that then wanted to hire me at my next startup, where I went to a director of operations. You know, and again, I was still working really heavily in the PDX tech community and some women's groups here. Uh, and from there, you know, I met my next role, which you know, it just wow. kind of and like it just kind of had cascaded, and that's how I ended up at Stackery. Is really, you know, my my involvement in the community and the work that I was doing. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 funny how you know those things you know come back and give they give back to you later, right? Like yeah, uh, so. Uh, I, I had sorry. And I to, could totally uh, to answer
0: that. Uh, no, no. Like I can t- like just you know similar threads in in our lives. I had done a bunch of consult. It was right after the dot com crash and everything fell apart. And I remember being really scared as a developer. And I took a job at a large pharmaceutical company, um, Johnson and Johnson, and did that whole enterprise. Like what you're talking about, insurance. Like seeing government regulation uh, in the, in the space, right, and all of that, and. What ignited my passion, I remember going to meetups. There's still communityphilly.net, one of the biggest communities out where I am, uh, and going to conferences. And it was, it's almost like, you know, we talk about identity so much um, today, just in, you know, just in society, but also at Amazon, like what is an AWS developer? And it was the first time I remember telling my wife, I was like, I actually... Like I'm a developer, and I'm proud. And a community yeah. gave me that. And before that, I would like, you know, at work, you wouldn't write down developer; you'd write down like architect, or you'd write down project manager because you, you know, like nobody wants the developer, right? And then suddenly, I like had this badge of honor, and that was all given to me from a connection with other people who had a passion for building, uh, and that you know, that's that's amazing how you you, you kind of followed. The, Uh, uh, that path through a network and, and, you know, grow into, into different roles. So modern applications, what are your thoughts on it? What, how does AWS view that? How do you view that? What does the community tell you when they're looking at an array of services and everything that we're doing now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say like, you know, you know, modern applications are, you know, built with, you know, modular architectural patterns, you know, uh, they can accomplish a wide range of goals, whether it aims to, you know, boost employee productivity, to, you know, better serve customers, to give developers means to release software faster, but also to, you know, really to remove that undifferentiated heavy lifting that comes with, you know, setting up infrastructure, you know, managing the servers, uh, you know, I mean, what is it? There's, a, there's a number of things that come along with that, all the networking, keeping all your employees up to date with everything. Uh, I mean, that's so modern app, you know, ma- modern apps, uh, I would say they allow you to innovate faster, they reduce risk, accelerate your time to market and really decrease your total cost of
0: ownership. And how does serverless and everything else Play into that. It's funny because we've had different episodes. We've we had an episode around Amplify, and that's considered, you know, a modern application. And there's this whole movement around no code as well. And so, how do all these 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 pieces fit together? What are the types of uh, people that you're interacting with online? Uh, you run the category for AWS Heroes around serverless, so I know there's a lot of content coming out from those folks as well. How does that all kind of connect?
1: Well, serverless, you know, I mean, I would say, I think, you know, 80% of our customers who are, you know, currently adopting, you know, container services are also adopting Lambda. And really, Lambda is a very important part of how our customers and even really our internal teams are building and deploying their modern applications. Uh, And, you know, because of that, I mean, I think it's really core to think about. This is that event-oriented architecture, you know, and the ability to react to triggers and how they're changing over data source, customer customer action, um, you know, then running that code and continuing it on in your processes and, you know, Lambda is what makes that you know really really easy
0: is there a lot of discussion around cost because when, when i start to think of like lambda and fargate and everything i think about cost and comparison and running an instance and what is my bill i think number one <laughs> and there's a bunch of meme jokes and everything online right like the number one scary thing as a cloud aws developer is what did you get hit with in the bill are there things in that uh, conversations happening around that space is that a, a concern
1: I mean, I think that there are a lot of conversations that happen around costs, but I think there's a lot that happens for a lot of the people that kind of have this fear of the unknown, right? And for the companies that I've talked to, and there's been a number of them, you know, from Stackery to now to, to AWS, you know, what I hear is like, now that they adopted, you know, the serverless, you know, first architecture and using Lambda, you know, their bill is like a car payment. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we helped one company when I was at Stackery who, you know, migrated from this on-prem solution and they had this, uh, you know, this Oracle database that they migrated over to, you know, uh, let's say ECS and EKS and their bill was like $10,000 at that point. Uh, and then as they migrated off to more of a serverless first architecture, it was 1000 So, uh, you know, really there is a huge cost savings uh, and I'm looking forward to be, you know, to telling more of those stories, but I, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't necessarily know that everybody, every company wants to tell that story or to use those types of numbers. So it's great when we can find the ones that will, because they, that's powerful. I mean, from $10,000 to, you know, $1,000 a month, specifically if you're a startup, you know, oh yeah. That's, that's huge. Like your all around. <laughs> you <laughs> no, know,
0: hopefully. and it's not
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not just that, you know, like developer productivity. I mean, like there's no team is going to be able to release or beat a, you know, team that's serverless first. Uh it's crazy how it's crazy the impact that you can have in fact like uh you know, Coca-Cola when COVID hit. Um, they have those freestyle machines and you can go up and you can choose, you know, whether, what kind of flavoring you want in your Coke, uh, you know, those, yeah, I cool. saw that
0: in Atlanta at their, their thing they have by the convention center. And yeah. I like made, made a soda of like a hundred different flavors. It tastes yeah,
1: like your stuff. kid, like you'll put like 10 of them <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there and you want to get every single flavor to make that like green and orange looking soda. Yeah. Uh but like when COVID hit, like you actually you can't do that. You can't like everybody cannot be touching the machine. So they created this system using Lambda that uh you could actually scan a QR code from your phone. Uh that would that would then have, you know create this event trigger that would tell the machine, hey, make this drink and then it would make your drink without anybody oh, wow. having to like touch anything. And they were able to put this out to, I think it was, I think 30,000 uh, machines. And they, they did this, you know, from let's say from POC to into production in a hundred days. And, you know, wow. for a company of that size to release something that quick that's huge. And, you know, really that's yeah. the power of what a modern application allows you to do.
0: I, um, there's been a theme, uh, uh, across the episodes too, of just the acceleration that the pandemic has caused in this, in this pandemic, right. And we're, we're trying to find ways to get together and we've got this big reInvent conference coming up. And I know you're heavily involved at reInvent. What are your plans for reInvent, what's going on with the heroes and serverless and, you know, and I'll add this to the show notes, but what's got you excited? How can people get involved? What's, what's happening with reInvent?
1: Oh, there, I think there's a lot of things happening in reInvent <laughs> that I'm really excited about. Um, so uh, first uh, uh, the the team that I'm working with, we're going to have the first ever containers in serverless zone uh, that's going to be in the nice. Caesars forum. Uh, we're going to be live streaming serverless office hours there. Uh, we'll have experts from, you know, from containers to Lambda to anything that falls under application integration. Uh, we uh, might have a fun surprise. Uh, I will give you a hint. Uh, there might be a DDR machine at our booth. So that could be a little bit oh, of fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Um, this-
0: and, and when you're doing streaming, like, or is, there'll be an area where people can go in person. Is it like a lounge, and then there will also be. A- a twitch show or something like that for the office hours like yeah been so this, it's like, a big <laughs>
1: a huge zone and then part of it will be part of it is kind of zoned off for Eric to be streaming live from serverless office hours and he'll be doing that from 11 to 12 so oh, nice. you know folks can kind of come come interact uh think so dr pepper gonna, yeah we're gonna definitely I try to get doctor. I tried to get him a doctor Pe- pepper machine but they wouldn't give it
0: to me oh so. well, that would have been awesome you always have such awesome ideas of like at events and stuff yeah Wow. Hey, would've, that would have been like just see his reaction with Dr. Pepper she, on the stream. I would have loved. So go, go ahead. So you were saying it's going to be streamed between 11 to 12 and then there'll be a area where people can actually go and meet heroes and get service yeah, questions yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll have heroes there. We'll also have, you know, DAs and, you know, experts on our side. But, you know, the cool thing is, is that we're going to have experts from, you know, across our service team. So we'll have folks that can interact with you know, uh, somebody that might work with ECS or ECR, but then somebody that also works heavily with Lambda. And so, you know, everybody will be together, uh, you know, instead of in, I guess we always hear this containers versus serverless. So I think it's kind of cool that, you know, we're gonna have all of us together talking, talking about how to, you know, build modern applications and, you know, helping to answer questions that our customers have. There's gonna be a lot of fun swag, uh, and a few other surprises but that, that I that I don't want to give away. But there's also some other really cool um, events going on. so uh, some of our community builders uh, in the serverless... Uh, com- so some of the serverless community builders will be presenting from 2 to 3 at the Dev Lounge in the Expo Hall. Um, oh, nice. Our container community builders will be presenting from 4 to 5 that same day in the Expo Hall. Um, we also have many of our community builders and uh heroes uh that will be doing demos of the project that they maintain at the open source kiosk that's in the expo hall um we also have a containers and serverless kiosk that definitely have, will have experts there so to go help you uh answer your questions the serverless team is working on something fun so i highly nice. uh, recommend checking out the dev lounge but Yeah, from like the Caesars Forum at the containers and serverless zone and and the expo hall, there's going to be a lot of things that are, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways to interact with our team members, uh, to come ask questions about, you know, things that are being announced. Uh, Well, as of right now, we're in pre-invent time. And so a lot of, there's a lot of changes, a lot of new cool things coming. and so. Uh, you know, we're hoping to have, you know, a lot of representation at our booths so, you know, folks can get their questions answered in, you know, one space.
0: I love it. Oh, um, there's also a,
1: there's also a serverless uh, – no, not a serverless. It's, there's also a Heroes Lounge.
0: Yes, yes. Where many um, of the of Heroes course.
1: will be hanging out uh, uh, with Ross, and I know Chase will be there hanging out uh, a lot of our heroes are going to be there. If you haven't registered for, you know, looked at, you know, the hero guides, uh, if you're attending reInvent, I highly, you know, recommend uh, taking a look at those. I'm really excited for Vaughn Roberts, uh, one of our newest serverless heroes for her talk on, you know, producting or productizing a, a serverless app.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I will put, I'll work with you. Um, See, I could go I on
1: and on. I, I could go on and on David you're probably sorry you asked me this question because uh,
0: this is no, this is the thing that, that I
1: used to do. I'm supposed to be in the I'm supposed to be in the no and that's that's what that's what I try to do
0: <laughs> I love it you've got me all excited and like as you're as you're sitting here talking about all these things that are going to, to be happening like one I want I'll reach out to you before I publish this episode so that I get as many links as I can so that our audience can literally go through and whether they're in person or they're um, doing this remotely, because there's been this real push I've seen from the reInvent team, which I think is great, is that there's gonna be a good experience whether you're there in person or whether you're there online. And you're not gonna feel left out or less special in in either approach. And either approach to attending reInvent is, you know, is fine. And that, you know, that was not the case. Last year, you know, we were all online and before that we were all in person. So I do see that, you know, that push to really, uh, help customers have the best experience regardless of how they decide to attend reinvent this year. So I'll put those links down. I, uh, I'd love to get a hint. although I might not be able to, we won't be able to tell people online, but I'd love to get a hint at some of the swag that you'll be handing out. I've seen some really cool, uh, things this year and then. I think what would be good if is if people follow you online too, because I'm sure as you're going around reInvent, you're going to be tweeting about things happening. And so what is uh, your Twitter? And I'll put this in the show notes that f- folks can uh, follow. At
1: Pharisee32.
0: Okay, excellent. So I'll put that and in I the show notes. I definitely
1: will be, I definitely will, there, you'll definitely be hearing me from me leading up to reInvent. Uh, might be a week and well, week to 10 days, but there'll be some fun announcements coming soon. Uh, I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, I'm ready to have some fun. I'm ready to see everybody reinvent has always been one of my, well, it's actually been like my favorite time of the year. Everybody else seems to walk away tired. I walk away with like this huge pep in my step and I'm excited and just, uh, uh, I'm really excited to actually experience it now as an AWS employee. So I, I feel like I've I've done it as just a an attendee. I've done it as a right. partner. I've done it as a hero. And now getting to go as an AWS employee is just kind of, it's such an honor. So I'm really excited.
0: And and you've got me even more excited for being right now. And I, I can't wait to see everything that happens. Thank you so much for coming on the on the podcast today. Super appreciate it. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me. This is super fun.